Good morning. My name is Bob Thomas. I'm one of the pastors here at Stony Brook United Methodist Church. On behalf of our senior pastor, Reverend David Hoffman, who is our preacher for the day, and Reverend Jennifer Casey, who we sent along on our 45th annual ASP adventure. This year they're going to Jonesville, Virginia. We simply would remind you to be in prayer for that team each day. And I'm here to welcome you, whether you're here in worship or if you're worshiping with us online, we are so pleased to have you with us. Just a couple of brief announcements. We are very glad to let you know that on Saturday, August 21st, we'll be having our first Bill Glass Behind the Walls Day of Champions event in Cleveland, Ohio. And if you would like to be a part of that special event, you can go on our website and register there. Or if you'd like some more information, it's behindthewalls.com or call the church office or find Dan Shoup. I don't see him here this morning, but I know he's here running around. You can speak to Dan directly. July 25th, we partner with uh, Peace Lutheran Church and it is our week to do the community lunch. If you'd like to help with that, if you'll go on the website, look at the slots for the different food options that you might contribute, and you could be a help and be a part of our hands and feet ministry as we reach out to those here in the Gahanna community. And a special thanks to Patty Kelly and her team for successfully uh, accomplishing another week of summer lunch programs. I'm glad to let you know that we served 740 meals uh, at the various schools, and then there were an additional 100 uh, packaged meals that went through the pantry. Any food we had left over, we went through grins. So thank you for the part you played. And when you get a chance to see Patty, thank her for her dedicated service and her team that had the lunches ready every day this past week. Listen now as JT and Joy Todd play for us the hauntingly beautiful Ashokan Farewell by Jay Unger. It was popularized by the Ken Burns Civil War soundtrack. Will you join me now as we pray together with one voice? O oh God, in mystery and silence, you are present in our lives, bringing new life out of destruction, hope out of despair, growth out of difficulty. We thank you that you do not leave us alone, but labor to make us whole. Help us to attend to the gentle guidance of your Spirit, that we may know the joy you give your people. Amen. 
Will you stand as you are able as we sing together, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. Let us join our hearts as we go to the Lord in prayer. O God, your glory fills heaven and earth. Your creation is greater than even our best powers to describe. We are your creatures, and you are creator. And yet, you would have us call you friend. We are so amazed that you are mindful of us. The distance between us could not be bridged from our side to yours, so you bridged it from your side to ours. Despite our disregard for you, our contempt for your law, and our violation of your covenant in Jesus Christ, you took upon yourself our human frame. In him you assumed all the limits and, and braved all the risks of every person born of earth. In him you became a member of our family, that we might become members of your family. In him you turned our adoring eyes from the majesty of creation to the love of the Creator. For this, the mightiest of all your mighty acts, we worship you and are humbled that you invite us to come to you with all our sins and griefs, so you can bear them with us as a holy, compassionate friend. We thank you, dear Lord, that in Jesus you rejected our low opinion of human nature 
for, for laying bare our preference for crowns over crosses and for exposing our habits of sacrificing the joy of eternity for the pleasure of the moment. When we behold ourselves in Jesus, we cannot but exclaim that you have made us a little less than God and, and crowned us with glory and honor. But when we look away just to ourselves, we behold a very different creature. We see, we see disciples like us who, who see only the, the looming need and, and forget about the resources we already have. We can't understand the value of five loaves and two fish when there are thousands of hungry men and women and children looking to us for aid, and we are willing to just stop and send them away. And then we discover the enemy that we most have to fear is the enemy within. That in our hearts there lurks a, a breaker of all those commandments designed to protect our neighbors from us. The sight of this demon disgusts us, but we do not have to surrender to its power. So help us, dear Lord, to fix our hearts on Christ, that the good we would, we do, and the evil we would not, we do not. Lord God, our towns are full of people like the crowds that flock to Jesus, sheep without a shepherd, yet we know to which flock they belong, for we know who their shepherd is. Lead us to them, that we might lead them to you, that we and they might become one flock, that, that you might be the good shepherd of us all, and that with singleness of mind and purity of heart, we might heed your voice, even when we just want to stop, even when we are hungry ourselves. O oh God, who longs to continue in us the work begun in Jesus, let us who have been reconciled by Christ become reconcilers for Christ. Send us who have found peace here in God's house out into the world to make peace in God's world. We pray these in all of our prayers in the name of him who called you Father, and following our Lord's instruction, we call you Father, and pray with one voice. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Listen now as Troy Todd sings for us, O Come to the Altar.
again for sharing your gifts this morning. Continuation of our sermon series, Travelers on a Journey, we find ourselves continuing in the Gospel of Mark. I invite us to hear these words from the sixth chapter, verses 30 through 44. The apostles gathered around Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. And Jesus said to them, come away to a deserted place all by yourselves, and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a deserted place, all by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them, and, and they hurried there on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of them. And as Jesus went ashore, he saw a great crowd and had compassion for them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. When it grew late, his disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place and the hour is now very late. Send them away so that they may go into the surrounding country and villages and buy something for themselves to eat. But Jesus answered them, You give them something to eat. They said to him, Are we, going, are we to go buy and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? And Jesus said to them, How many loaves have you? Go and see. When they found out, they said, five and two fish. Then he ordered them to get all the people to sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties. And taking five loaves and two fish, he looked to heaven, blessed and broke the loaves, and gave them to his disciples to set before the people. And he divided the two fish among them all. And all ate and were filled. And they took up twelve baskets full of broken pieces and of the fish. Those who had eaten the loaves numbered five thousand men. Friends, this is the word of God for all God's children. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us pray. Thou who art over us, Thou who art one of us, Thou who simply art, give each of us a pure heart that we may see Thee, a humble heart that we may hear Thee, a heart of love that we may serve Thee, and most of all, a heart of faith that we may always abide in Thee. This is our hope. This is our prayer this day. This morning we find that the disciples did not end up 
where they had set out. They were expecting and looking for a much-needed rest. They had a map, and they had a route all planned out, but they ended up at a different destination. The text reminds us that even Jesus' best-laid plans were subject to interruptions. Oh, plans, right? All of us are familiar with plans. There, there are family plans and school plans and plans at work, vacation plans, game plans, and other plans. Some probably even had plans to come to church this morning, but never made it. Our, our days are lived out, fulfilling our plans. Even our fun times are planned out, sometimes over-planned out. Some people can't stand plans. They want things to be spontaneous, and, and they enjoy surprises that can come when things are unplanned. Others of us can't stand to do anything, and I mean anything without a plan. They need structure. They go crazy without structures. Like me, they always want to know what is going to happen next. And the world in which we live these days, with all of its many demands, with all of its twists and turns, and the unexpected, requires us to plan. Few of us have the luxury of unplanned holidays and vacations or unexpected financial windfalls. Most of us cannot even get away unless we schedule getting away for weeks or months in advance. We must, at some level, have plans. But as all of us have experienced, plans change. Plans can be disrupted. In this morning's gospel, we hear the, about the followers of Jesus who have been out preaching and teaching, and they come back and report all that they had been doing. The text tells us the apostles gathered around Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught, and, and Jesus said to them, Come away. Come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in a boat to a deserted place all by themselves. They needed a break. So Jesus decided that they all just needed to get away and get some rest. And I admit, must admit that, that we all need to get away once in a while and rest. We can imagine how much rest that the disciples must have, have required. And heeding Jesus' invitation, they get into their familiar fishing boats and begin rowing out across the lake, the boat gliding along the smooth waters with only the sound of the oars dipping into the water and perhaps a dove or a seagull flying overhead. It must have been a lovely, peaceful scene. Peace. At last, along with finding uh, the prospect of finding a quiet place on the other side where they could open their wine bottles, unpack their food, sit and talk and listen quietly to what Jesus had to say. Following along with this sermon series theme, they had finally pulled into a rest area after hours and hours of driving. Is there anyone like me that, <laughs> that likes to drive straight through to your destination without stopping? My family can tell you stories, right? And as I've gotten older, though, I realize the advantage of stopping frequently. <laughs> the comments overheard from the back seat, right? I'm hungry, or I need to get out and stretch my legs, and others were, were finally being answered for the disciples with a, a much-needed stop. And Jesus' plan for, for, for them to get away, it was a great plan. But then as they begin to approach the opposite shore, they see a large crowd. 
and they hear the roar of people as if they were sitting in the horseshoe when a, a touchdown was scored. We can imagine. We can imagine how those disciples must have felt. No doubt were that they were more than just exhausted, and I'm sure a little annoyed. Their plans for rest and, and relaxation were now being shattered, and, I, and I'm sure that Jesus, too, felt a bit overwhelmed. Unfortunately, we all know that life is sometimes like that. Our best laid plans, our, our cherished moments are, are taken away from us leaving us only with resentment and frustration, anger, and even with a sense of hopelessness. And there have been days in my life like that. At the end of the day, I couldn't tell you what I did, right? From the moments of, the, of, of waking up, all my plans had been interrupted by so many sudden and unexpected demands that little, if anything, that I planned for the day was accomplished. In my world, I've come to adopt the phrase there, there is never a dull moment. <laughs> and usually there never is. And even though we plan, and, and sometimes I think we plan very well, we always have to leave room for the unexpected. And some would say that that allows room for God's Spirit to enter in. I wish I were faithful enough to always Remember that. So one of the questions this, this morning's text confronts us with is, how do we react when our plans are either interrupted or, or completely shattered? How do we react when, when people or other unforeseen events frustrate our goals? Do we allow our resentments to lash out at those around us? How is it that we react? When you stop and think about it, Jesus took many what, what seemed like setbacks and converted them into occasions for good, occasions for sharing life with others. And here in this morning's gospel, Jesus got out of the boats. He got out of the boat even though he was weary and needed a break. He, he waded through the water and up into the crowd. And he began to teach them about life. Mark tells us as Jesus went ashore, he saw a great crowd and had compassion for them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. And in the next scene, his disciples came to him. And I'm sure with good intentions, they reminded Jesus that it was late and that they were in a deserted place. And they asked him to send the crowd away so they could get something to eat. And what did Jesus do? He told them to feed the crowd. Again, further shattering their dreams and plans for rest and relaxation. Of course, they, they couldn't do it alone. So Jesus asked them to find out what food was available. They told him that they had just five barley loaves and two fish. And Jesus invited everybody to sit down and he fed them so much that they ate all that they wanted. And when it was over, 5,000, not including women and children, had been fed and they had 12 baskets of food left over. Plans were frustrated, and yet they were a witness to another one of Jesus' miracles. We discussed in Bible study last Wednesday that we weren't sure which was the greatest miracle in the text. 
Was it that Jesus fed those who were gathered there that day? Or was it that he could get 5,000 plus people to sit down in groups on the green grass? (laughs) Just thinking about all those logistics is overwhelming. But what can we learn from the text this morning? What can we take with us? For me, it is often in these unexpected times when, when my plans become interrupted, for better or for worse, that God can often be seen more clearly, especially if we pay attention to what God is doing. In times like these, I, I realize that I am, I am not in as much control over the situation or my life that I think I am. Sometimes it is in those moments of realization that God enters in more deeply. I am, and maybe you are, always inspired by those stories of artists and musicians and athletes and others who have suffered terrible losses either through illness or at the hands of others, things that have totally interrupted their lives. And yet, some of their finest works and accomplishments have come from those seasons of their lives. They rose to new heights of creativity and determination when faced with shattered plans and hopes and dreams. You see, despite their plans being disrupted, The disciples learned so much that day about themselves and about their faith. Early on in the text, we are told that for many were coming and going, and the disciples had no leisure even to eat. And and by the time the text concludes, we find the disciples not being kept from eating, but instead expanding the table to include thousands more. We see the disciples initially worried about limited resources, and after everyone was fed, gathering up baskets of leftovers full of bread and fish. Friends, interruptions happen. Everyone gets interrupted. Henry Nouwen, Roman Catholic priest and theologian whose writings and teachings and indeed his life has been an inspiration to many Christians. One of his books, he, he writes this. My whole life, my whole life I've been complaining that my work was constantly interrupted until I discovered that my interruptions were my work. I believe he's on to something there for us. I'd go a step further to suggest that meaning and and purpose, even the presence of God, can be found in our interruptions. God does not cause these interruptions, particularly the more poignant and painful ones. However, meaning and purpose and God's presence can be found in those interruptions. Friends, as we make, as we make our best laid plans, remember that whatever happens, God will meet us there. May it be so. Amen. As we enter our time of of offering this day, We have several things to celebrate and to pray for. Um, The first is um, our team that we sent out with the Appalachia Service Project. Last week, um, you uh, were invited to receive a prayer dot to place either on your watch or your phone. If you did not get those last week, um, you're invited uh, to pick those up as you leave today. Um, Those dots, every time you look at your, see that dot on your watch and phone, you're invited to pray for those serving on our behalf. The second thing that we have to celebrate um, is uh, a baptism uh, from uh, Brooke Frazier that took place um, this morning. Um, Plans changed this morning. Our 8 o'clock service uh, came inside. 
um, or we were all going to get an opportunity to remember our baptism by the rain um, that was provided. Um, but she is a gift of God. She is our sister in Christ. And I invite you uh, to reach out to her family. Her, um, Brooke's grandparents are from the Gehanna community. Both Jason and Lindsay, the parents, along with the, their son Bennett, um, live in Pittsburgh. And it was a joy uh, to celebrate in baptism this morning. As you go, you're reminded that we are um, encouraged uh, to participate in the opportunity that's been given to us to share our gifts with God. Um, as we leave today. <laughs> Do you hear that? I can't, I can't make this stuff up. So, um, let us now join together in singing our closing hymn. I invite you to stand if you're able. Now may the love and grace of God that surpasses all of our understanding keep our hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ. And may the blessing of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit be among us this day and remain with us forever. Amen. Amen.